Hey, this is Kat Lee, and you're listening to the How They Blog podcast, where I take you behind the scenes with inspiring bloggers and show you how to build a blog that makes a difference. After you listen to this episode, head over to howtheyblog.com for all the show notes, more interviews, and resources to help you grow your blog. Hey friends, I'm really excited about today's episode because I had a few of you call in and leave questions on my SpeakPipe page, which means you can just record your voice and ask your question and I can feature you on the show, which is so fun for me because it feels like a real conversation. So today we have Brett Wilson on the show and she's asking a question about how to avoid blogging burnout, which is so applicable. I know I've experienced it. I'm sure you've experienced it. So I'm going to just share some tips on how I avoid it and how I deal with it when it arrives. And I also want to mention that this week, if you're listening to this, the week of March the 24th, 2014, on the 26th, I'm hosting a live webinar. And I would love for you to join me. I'm a little nervous about it because I've never done one before. But I'm really excited about it because I love these interactive things where I get to you know, connect with you guys to answer your questions live. And we're going to be doing this on Wednesday, March the 26th. And if you want to sign up for it, it's free. You can just go to howtheyblog.com forward slash webinar and sign up there and you'll get an email with all the information and everything. I also wanted to say just, I just wanted to say thank you for listening. There are, I don't know what the statistic is, but there's tons of blogs out there. But I would say, let's, let's say, let's just be theoretic and theoretical, I believe is the right term. Uh, let's say that there are a million blogs out there. I would say less than half of them are actually active. And less than half of that, probably, are people who are actually consistently writing on their blog. Even less than that are people who are intentionally learning and intentionally trying to grow to become better at their craft. And that is you. And I just, I just want to applaud you for that for being brave, for putting your words out there, and for trying to make a difference in people's lives, and for sharing your story and being vulnerable, and all along the way, learning and growing as a writer and as a communicator. So thank you for being brave and for for doing that. And I hope you enjoy today's episode, and I hope that it helps you when you face overwhelm to deal with it, to overcome it, so that you can continue to grow your blog. Let's jump into the episode. Hey, Kat. It's Brett from ProdigalSister.com. Thank you so much for all that you do for us aspiring bloggers. I have a question about burnout. How do you prevent that, and what kind of methods do you have in place for when you just feel so overwhelmed with the blogs that you have to put out and the podcasts that you have to do, and like you were talking in the last podcast about the hamster wheel, how do you put measures in place to prevent that from happening, and where do you find passion in doing what you do every day? Thanks. Brett, that's a fantastic question. And I have to say, I don't do it perfectly because this week, for example, is has been a little bit overwhelming for me. I have my very first webinar coming up on Wednesday, which I'm really excited about, but also very nervous about because I've never done one before. So just thinking through all the technical aspects of it and preparing what I'm going to say and trying to get the word out there, it's been a little bit overwhelming. And it's also my son's birthday this week, and I'm launching the new version of the blog planning kit. So there's so much happening all at once. And it has felt a little bit overwhelming. And so I, it's, a, it's a great timing for you to ask this question. And I feel like I, while I don't do it perfectly, I have a few things specifically that really help me get through the overwhelming seasons. And the first one is really to recognize that for me, when I feel overwhelmed, that means I don't feel prepared. That means that I don't know exactly what 
I'm supposed to do next, when I have a clear path in front of me of exactly what I'm supposed to do, it doesn't really feel quite as overwhelming because I I have a better idea of how long stuff is going to take. But when everything's just kind of jumbled around in my head and I'm trying to remember things and write them down on scraps of paper or just trying to keep track of everything that I'm supposed to be doing, that's really when I feel the most overwhelmed. It's not just when I have a ton happening. It's when I don't feel like I have a good grasp on what's happening. Because a lot of times, if I then sit down and take some time to specifically plan out what I need to do step by step, it's actually a lot less than I thought, but it felt like so much more because it was all jumbled around in my head. So for me, the first step is to recognize that overwhelm means I need to stop and I need to make a plan for what I need to get done in order to finish all the things that are ahead of me. So I usually do that. I'll sit down and then I'll just brain dump. I'll get a blank piece of paper and I'll write down everything that I feel like I'm supposed to do. And then from there, I'll kind of prioritize. Okay, well, this one needs to be done first because this is due on this day. Okay, this one needs to be done next and this is due on this day. And then for each of those things, I mean, I get pretty detailed. Not everybody needs to do this, but it really helps me to know exactly how much time each of those things is going to take. And so say I have a guest blog post due this week and I have, we'll pretend I have the webinar due and I need to release the blog planning kit and next week I'm speaking somewhere. So as I think through all of those things, I'll say, okay, well, the the webinar is coming up first. So I need to plan that. I need to make sure I know. And so then I take that one item and I break down all the steps involved in it until I feel pretty peaceful about what I need to do for it. So I'll think, well, I need to make sure that I practice going through a Google Hangout on air to know that I am aware of all the processes involved and everything that I need to do for that. Then I need to rehearse what I'm going to say and rehearse the topics I'm going to cover and how things are going to flow. I need to meet with Crystal to make sure that she knows what her part is. I need to make sure and promote the webinar a couple more times before this week, and I'll write all those things down. And then I'll actually even write down how much time those things are going to take. So If I want to do a test Google Hangout on air, then I'll say, oh, that'll probably take about 30 minutes. If I want to rehearse what I'm going to say, I'll say, oh, I'm going to take an hour to do that. Or if I need to meet with Crystal, then I'm going to take 15 minutes to do that or whatever the time frame I think is. It really helps me to look at that and see how much time all this stuff is going to take. And then let's say I also have a blog post due this week for some site that I contribute to. Well, then I'll sit down and say, okay, it'll take me about two and a half hours to write that blog post. And I just put those numbers next to those tasks. And then I, it just feels so much more peaceful to me. Instead of feeling like I have all this stuff to do, instead I can just put on, you know, like those horses in horse races where those blinders so that they don't get distracted by all the people and all the other horses running. They just run straight ahead. When I have a plan and I say, okay, well, these are the important things, but I know that very first I need to focus on the webinar. And so then I'll just sit down and I will focus and finish. So I'll set aside about, you know, how much time it takes. Let's say I need four hours to finish that. I will sit down and I actually use an app on my computer because I am pathetic and I need help staying away from the internet. I will turn on an app called Freedom. And what that does is it just shuts off the internet on your computer. In order to access anything online, you need to actually restart your computer. So that helps me not to go on little bunny trails because sometimes I'll be working on a project and think, oh, well, let me just check on this real quick. And then I'll do that and then I'll just, you know, it's just downhill from there. 
So I'll turn on this app called Freedom, shut off my internet, do everything that I need to do that doesn't involve the internet, which is usually a majority of it, and I'll finish all of that, and then I'll turn the internet back on and finish whatever else I need to do so that then, after that four-hour or however long period, I feel great about that one topic, and that's the first thing coming. And so then I feel better about everything else because I feel like I have more time to get everything else done. I know Dave Ramsey talks about the debt snowball, meaning that if you have a lot of debt, what you need to do is you need to pay off the smallest thing first. So then you feel that sense of accomplishment as if, yes, you can do this. And then you apply all that money that you're using to pay off that first bit of debt. You apply all of that plus whatever else you can do to the next bit of debt. And you just keep growing that debt snowball so that all your efforts are growing, you're feeling successful as it's growing, and you're getting rid of all the debt. So I see the same thing when we're feeling overwhelmed. I don't. You can give it some name, the to-do list snowball. That doesn't sound nearly as cool. We'll think of something. Anyway, so you you just take all your energy, focus it on one thing, get that thing done. And then suddenly, not only do you feel better about that one thing, but then you also have more time to finish all the other things. So you can dedicate all that time and mental energy that you would have spent switching around and bouncing from back and forth from everything else. You can focus it all on the next item. And then once you finish that, then you have that much more time to finish the the next item after that. So I, I challenge you to come up with a plan and then to focus and finish. And this kind of touches on it is I also like to work in batches. So for example, say I take four hours to work on one project and just get it done. Well, then I also really try in the evening to once my kids are in bed, I try not to do anything related to work, even remotely. Like I try not to do anything on Twitter or anything like that, but instead I'll just get a book and read so that I'm not just stretching myself thin working here and there, because honestly, I'm not really very effective. And I know that I'm not effective late at night because I'm heading off to La La Land and I'm tired and I just don't think straight. So I know that sitting down with a book is really going to help me the most. And it's going to help relax me so that when I do go to sleep, instead of having all those things jumbling around in my head of what I should be doing, but I can't do anything about at that point in time, instead I'm reading and then relaxing so that I'm focusing when I go to sleep on being able to sleep. And I haven't just been spending an hour thinking about to-do lists and all of the things that I won't be able to do for the next seven or eight hours. So when I feel overwhelmed, I recognize, one, that I need to plan and come up with a plan of action. And then, two, I focus and finish on each item on that, of that plan one at a time. And then, three, I try to work in batches. So, for example, let's just theoretically say that my email inbox is overflowing. Of course, that's entirely theoretical, not actual. Um, Okay, actually, it is actual. My email inbox is a little insane right now. But once this week is over, I hope to attack it and work in batches, sit down maybe for as long as it takes, whether it's half a day or an entire day, and just churn through it and get all of it done. And then I just feel so much better about it rather than just nitpicking at it a little bit at a time and then switching back and forth between different tasks. So I like to work in batches when I can because it helps me to focus on my energy in one direction and not skip around from thing to thing, which the experts have proven does not work. We are not made to multitask. Unless, of course, you're listening to this podcast while doing dishes. That's totally different. Um, And then the next thing that I like to do is to automate as much as I can. So if I get uh, an email question frequently, a lot of times I'll write out the answer and copy and paste it so that if I get asked that question again, 
I can write a personal reply, but then just copy and paste the answer so that I'm not just re um, inventing the wheel over and over again with everything that I need to do. And during the course of a week or a day or whatever I'm doing, working on a project, if I see that I'm doing the same thing over and over again, I do what I can to automate it or I outsource it if I can. Uh, I do that a lot with social media. I will schedule out posts for a period of time or uh, just with whatever I'm working on. If I can automate it, I try to do that. And it helps me to not be quite as overwhelmed as well. The next item, no, the next tip that I have is to just let it go. Because I know that at least I can feel like what I do online is really important. And yes, in a sense it is. But I promise the world is not going to stop if you don't post on the day that you're supposed to post on. Or the world is not going to stop if for some reason I got sick and had to cancel the webinar on Wednesday. Everyone would be fine. I mean, maybe somebody would be disappointed. I would be disappointed. But the world would move on. We'd reschedule it, and it would get done. So just sometimes it's important to us when we're in the fury of doing everything that blogging requires of us. Sometimes it's important to remember that while what we do can have a powerful impact on people, sometimes we just need to let it go if we are hurting ourselves in the process of helping other people. It's so important, just like, you know, when you fly somewhere and the stewardess says, you know, that you need to, or the flight attendant, I believe is the correct term, you're supposed to put on the oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on anybody else. As a blogger, you need to do the same thing. You need to make sure that you're getting enough rest and eating healthy and getting exercise so that you can be in the best emotional state and mental state to continue learning and teaching and helping other people. So overwhelm is definitely a place that you don't want to be. You want to be able to steer away from that. And sometimes the only answer is to just let stuff go. Because a lot of times we take on way too much, more than we need to. And there's certainly a balance between being responsible and professional, but then also the balance between that and just taking good care of yourself. And so it's important to really weigh out the things that you need to do, how you're feeling, to make sure that you're making wise choices. And like I said, if you need to postpone a a blog post or something like that, then you just, sometimes that's okay to just let it go and not feel stressed about it, to just shut off your computer and relax in the evening, to take a weekend off or take a week away, whatever you need to do so that you don't hit that overwhelm where you just want to quit everything because I've been there and it's not fun. And so it's better just to, as the overwhelm approaches, to take these steps of planning and to focus and finish, to work in batches to automate as much as you can, and then if you need to, to just let it go. Now, the next part of your question was about how do you find the passion to keep blogging? And I have to say, sometimes it's been hard for me, now that I have two blogs, inspiredtoaction.com and howtheyblog.com, and two podcasts, it's been really busy to keep the content coming. And Sometimes it's hard also just to mentally flip back and forth between the two different sites and the two different audiences and the two different kinds of content that I'm creating. But what really helps me really is just like like your message, Brett. I love hearing from people that read or listen to what I'm putting out there. And so I think we can find our passion for what we do through the relationships that we form, getting to know people on Twitter or on Facebook, or if you have a podcast, having listeners call in so that you can hear their voices and know that people are really listening and really care about what you're sharing 
and it's having a positive impact. I know that you're probably a lot like me, that you love to help people. And that really spurs me on when I'm feeling tired, when I'm not necessarily feeling like recording a podcast or writing a blog post or doing whatever it is that needs to be done. I'm so motivated to help people because I know that as bloggers, we can have an exponential effect with just one thing that we do. Instead of just sharing it with one person verbally, we're writing something that's being read by, you know, dozens or hundreds or thousands of people who are then motivated to live their life differently and who are then impacting all the people in their sphere. So what we do, regardless of the size of your audience, is powerful because it has a huge ripple effect. And that motivates me and that inspires me, knowing that I've gone through something or experienced something or learned something, that then I can shorten that learning curve for somebody else so that they can more quickly and more easily help other people. That, that motivates me a lot. And also sometimes just completely stepping away from blogging helps me. I play the guitar, and I use that term loosely, but I play the guitar, and I found that there are seasons when I just kind of, I'll sit down to work, and then I'll just shut off the computer, pick up my guitar, and just play for a couple hours. And just stepping away completely from blogging and from work and whatever I feel a little bit overwhelmed by. I find that that always refreshes me. So it's important that while you may love blogging or you may love writing or whatever it is that you do, it's really important that you have another passion as well, whether that is your family or your marriage or your faith, whether that's sports or cooking or whatever it is that you might do, to have that other passion so that you can go there and really be refreshed and rejuvenated and then come back to blogging ready to go. So those are a few things that help me. I hope that helps you, Brett, and I hope that helps everybody else out there listening. And if you would love to ask a question, I would love to answer it. I seriously enjoy hearing y'all's voices. You can just go to howtheyblog.com forward slash the podcast, and you can ask your question there, and I would love to feature you on an upcoming episode of the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of the How They Blog podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You know, I'd love to know how I can help you. My goal for this show is to help you build a blog that makes a difference. You have words and wisdom that others need to hear, and it's my job to help you spread your message. So if you have any ideas, suggestions, or questions for me, just head over to howtheyblog.com, click the contact button, and send me an email. I would love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode and you want to share the love, I'd appreciate it if you'd leave a rating or a review on iTunes. If you don't know how to do that, just visit howtheyblog.com forward slash love, and I'll show you how. As always, for all the show notes, more interviews, and other resources to help you grow your blog, head over to howtheyblog.com. And until next time, this is Kat Lee, and you've been listening to the How They Blog podcast.